0: If you are a mom, a dad, a working parent, you already know the struggles there are to find some kind of work-life balance. Then if you are a business owner too, things can get really murky and stressful and chaotic in a short period of time. You're listening to Small-Minded, the podcast that believes being small is a good thing because small steps lead to big impact, Small towns have a big heart, and small businesses play a big role in our modern way of life. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and here at Small Minded, we share stories and strategies to help small towns and small businesses flourish. Here's to a life well lived being small minded. Hey everybody, welcome to the Small Minded Podcast. I am Molly Knuth, your host, and today we are taking a follower request. So a couple weeks ago, I put out on Instagram a request to see what you guys wanted to hear. What were the topics you wanted me to focus on? What were some things you wanted insight into? And this one is a goodie that I really still don't feel like I have answers on, but I suppose I have a lot of experience in. If you are a mom, a dad, a working parent, you already know the struggles there are to find some kind of work-life balance. Then if you are a business owner too, things can get really murky and stressful and chaotic in a short period of time. So today we're going to talk all about how I've come to this point of Molly Knuth Media and being a mom and a wife and just trying to find some sort of sense of peace with it all, I guess. So today we're just going to kind of chat about the things that I've learned. There really isn't a rhyme or a reason or a structure you know from listening to past episodes. I really like to have a bulleted list or a number of things I want you to pull from it, but this episode is really just going to be me sharing my story, sharing the things that I've learned along the way in no particular order. Get comfy and here we go talking all about me, Molly, the mom and the wife and the voice and the person behind this podcast. Let's go. Hackman Little Angels Early Childhood Center in Cascade, Iowa provides convenient nurturing child care for children ages six weeks to 12 years old. Whether you're looking for daily care for your kids while you're at work, preschool for your three-year-old, or before and after school care for your elementary age child. Aquin Little Angels has got a place for you. Not only do they offer the daily cares that your kids need, they provide lessons and curriculum to help your children reach their age-appropriate milestones. They will be sending home adorable personalized artwork nearly every day. And the pictures and the videos that you see with these kids interacting with their teachers just warms your heart and you just want to squeeze them and give them hugs. Aquan Little Angels is not only seeking out families who need childcare. They're also looking for teachers who want to work with these kids. If you're looking for full-time employment, they have a spot for you as a lead teacher or an associate teacher, depending on your experience and qualifications. Or if you're looking for part-time or temporary work, they're looking for classroom helpers, and substitute teachers to fill in in their child care center. Head over to facebook.com slash Little Angels to see all their job openings and to see those adorable pictures and videos of the kids. These little angels will light up your hearts. Head over to Facebook, check them out, and if you are looking for a job in the Cascade, Bernard, Dubuque, Eastern Iowa area, Stop over and submit your application today. So to be 100% transparent, right now we are about six days, not even, maybe about four or five days into a second round of quarantine because this time I am positive for COVID. So our whole family is quarantining for what is going to end up being a little short of four weeks, which is really crazy. I was like in my head all anticipating like 14 days, right? That's what I've been hearing on the news. That's what like my friends have had to do if they got sick. And then they're like, nope, you guys have so many people in your family, you have to quarantine for 14 days past the 14 days. Here we are just really all six of us, one big happy family, right? (laughs) So here we are trying to navigate all things work, all things play, homeschool, staying healthy, relaxing, all together now. This is a really interesting topic to come about in this specific moment or season of our lives because this is definitely a time, and you guys may relate since 2020 has kind of done this to us all, but This year more than ever, it's been really a balance of trying to find time for all the things when all the things are happening at once. I really don't know, kind of like I said in the intro, I'm not really sure I have a lot of clarity on this. I'm working through it just as much as the next person. And I do know that maybe we should start this at square one. My name is Molly. My husband and I got married young. We knew from a young age that we wanted to have kids and start a family. So we were 23 and 25 when we had our first child and he is now nine years old. He is super sweet, loves giving hugs. He tells me he loves me 10 times a day. I'm not exaggerating. He is one of the sweetest, most sensitive kids you would ever know, loves Fortnite, Loves sharing all these random facts about animals and random facts about anything that he's really interested in and he's really, really sweet and he's just like such a joy. We then had another child two years later and she is super artistic, hardworking, very motivated, loves school, loves to be a helper around the house, loves to just do what she can to be, I really see her being a teacher in the future because she just loves showing people how to do things and giving them like really helpful feedback. It's really fun to hear her interact with her younger siblings and show them how to do something because she's a natural nurturer and a natural teacher. Her story is unique too because when she was five years old, she was totally healthy. And then she, in one week, like some weird things started happening with her breathing and with her voice. And one morning she woke up and she could not move her neck or her right arm. We took her to the emergency room, which ended up being a lengthy stay in the children's pediatric unit of the University of Iowa Stead Family Children's Hospital. A few weeks into our stay, we found out that she actually had acute flaccid myelitis or AFM. So since that time, it's been a little over two years, she has had to overcome a lot of obstacles. She's still not 100%. Her right arm is still uh, minimally useful. She can do some things with it, but she can't lift it by itself or anything. So she still has some significant challenges that she has to overcome. She gets therapy multiple times a week, but really she is a credit. Oh my gosh, I just can't even say enough things. She is super, super inspiring. So I guess I'll just leave it at that. Watching her is just really incredible for us as parents. Shortly after we had our second child, we found out, surprise, here's another baby. (laughs) The third child came much quicker than we had anticipated. So she is uh, only about a little over a year younger than her sister, and she is in first grade. She is hilarious. She is a bubbly personality, vivacious, super friendly, outgoing, extroverted more than any of the other kids. She wore a princess dress from ages two to five. And like when I say wore a princess dress, like she's the kid that would be at the grocery store with her crown, her jewels, her princess dress and her heels in the middle of winter. She is just super funny. Uh, She makes everybody smile and she just lights up a room. We then waited a couple years and had our fourth and final child. And he is just as different as the rest of them. He is super energetic, loves to be all boy. He is constantly wrestling, jumping off my furniture, wanting to sword fight or pretend play anything roughhousing. He wants to be a Power Ranger or Spider-Man when he grows up and he is equally as sweet as he is sassy. We call him the Sour Patch Kid. As you can tell, all of our children are very, very different personality-wise, and that makes for an entertaining combination when we are all together in one place. I always look at those parents who are at restaurants or like at church or something, and their kids will sit still and not move anywhere. We cannot even get through breakfast without having to remind several times to sit on your bottom, stay in your seat. You don't have to get up every time somebody sees something out the window. (laughs) So it's just, that's the kind of dynamic we have going on at our house. As you can imagine, trying to balance working from home when that is my primary office location with all of these little people inside the house can get pretty hairy at times. But When we were growing our family, we really didn't anticipate having a parent who was working from home full-time. When I was younger, when we just got married and had our first couple kids, I was substitute teaching at first, and then I got a full-time teaching position at our local high school, which was really great. I loved teaching. I loved seeing the light in a kid's eye when they finally understood a concept, when they were like so inspired by the text that they were reading or they were proud of something that they had written that was just the best teaching is such a gift but it's also such a demanding position and I'm not going to get on my soapbox even though I really want to but teachers deserve way more than what they get I know there are people out there who want to say oh teachers get like the summers off oh my gosh you guys go be a teacher for half of a year and see how that works Teaching was awesome, but it also did not work out very well with us having three children who were all daycare age. So when we knew we were having this third child in short succession, we had to have a serious conversation in our household and talk about, okay, how are we going to balance like time and finances and all the things that come with having three kids ages five and under and trying to have a full-time teaching job outside the house and a husband who farms, because those are both very time intense occupations at certain times of the year. So when we had this discussion, it wasn't, I mean, I really wanted to be a stay at home mom. I was so excited about the opportunity to do that. I wanted to be there when the kids were taking their first steps. I wanted to take them for day trips and go explore with them it was a really exciting opportunity for me to stay home with the kids at that time. Now, this just kind of like brings in how I said this episode was going to be a little bit all over the place, but I feel like this is a natural segue. So in parenting, in life, and in work even, there are different times where you need different things. At that time in our life, I was just all about, you know, being that, stay-at-home mom, that figure that was going to be there for the kids. I would be with them all the time. I loved it. I relished it. I enjoyed that position. After a few years of that, I noticed a change in myself. And I really, one day, like a light bulb went off above my head and it was just like, I don't have a goal. As somebody who is always a very goal-oriented, achievement-based person, I really didn't have anything I was working towards. And that was something that I wanted to change. So I started a workout class and I joined another mom's group. And then it started filling me up in ways that I, that season of my life, needed. There are times in your life that I do like referring to as seasons because things will just naturally progress. Things will naturally change. And you'll notice in yourself that something just feels a little off. And then that's okay to take a chance or take a step in a direction that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable and kind of reconcile that angst that you're feeling inside. At that time, when I was kind of going through, okay, I don't have a goal. I want to work towards something. That's also when we had our fourth baby. and that's also the same time that I started working part-time for local small businesses outside the home. So about the same time frame as we were having the baby is when I really started the first few client relationships that would become Molly Canuth Media, which is my full-time position outside of this podcast. But at that time, I didn't understand and I had no real aspirations to be a business owner or to be an entrepreneur or to grow a business that was going to actually be a full-time job. What I thought I was doing was just like providing some extra income for the family, which I was so excited about. And I thought I was just like giving myself something to do because I felt like I wanted a little bit more than being stay at home all the time taking care of the kids, running back and forth to school and kids activities and things like that. I wanted to have something for myself. And I wanted to have something that I could pursue. And so this part time gig that I was kind of building on the side was perfect. But like I said, there are seasons. So eventually, I saw an opportunity to take this part time thing into something a little more serious something a little bit more. And that's when I took the steps to like, really make this official, I got the LLC, I got some insurance behind me. I put some formalized plan on paper and really took the steps to make this side gig into a full-time job. When I did that, I had to balance it out with my family life. I couldn't do all of the things. I couldn't be that stay-at-home mom that could take care of everybody and do all the things, keep the house clean, pay all the bills on time, keep the yard updated in mode. You know, All the things that come with being a parent and a wife and a homekeeper and a worker, like that's a lot for somebody to manage. I don't pretend to be somebody who has all the answers. I don't pretend to be somebody who thinks that there's a like work-life balance is this perfect thing that you can have. I struggle with that. I feel like I'm either all the way involved, invested in the family I'm all the way invested in work and I have a hard time reconciling. I don't have very good work boundaries. (laughs) That's something I'm working on. It really is a struggle for me continuously to find a balance. When I was seeing some momentum in the business side of my life, I realized and recognized that I needed to get help on the family side. The kids started going to the ones that were not school-aged. I started enrolling them in daycare for a couple days a week. I got a housekeeper and she would come. We've kind of been flexible about this. So like sometimes she comes once a week if I'm feeling like it's an especially busy season of life. Other times I'll back it off and I'll be like, oh, you know what? Cleaning the house is actually like a little bit of de-stressing for me right now. So she would just come every other week. This is just a little tip that I've learned along the way too. Like I said, this episode is Just going to be like breezing in and out of context and like different topics. But you guys requested this episode just to know what I do. And so here you're getting it. One of the things I recommend, like I just said, is getting help when and where you need it. I know when we first got somebody who would help clean the house, I really wasn't sure how to take that. It felt odd for me to have someone come in the home in a position that I felt like I should be doing. Let me say that again. I felt like I should be able to do this, but I didn't have time for it. And when I was giving time over to cleaning, I was giving up time with the kids or I was giving up time when I could be finishing that client project. And I realized that the should of the cleaning or the windows or the mowing of the lawn or the actually spending an hour going up down the grocery aisles when I could just put my order in online and then go pick it up and come back home. All of those things that I felt like I should be doing because I was putting that pressure on myself, all it did was put pressure on me. And I was the one who was doing it. It was totally a mental game on my part to realize, okay, there are things that I have to admit I can't do. I can't do all the things well. I had to be willing to give up some of those parts of being a mom or being a homemaker in order to get my time back, in order to have a better work-life balance, not a perfect work-life balance. But I recommend that to you too. Look for those places in your life where you can get help. And maybe if it's not in your budget, if you are thinking, I just can't right now put the kids in daycare. I can't make it work to bring in a housekeeper. Well, that's okay. There are other ways you can go about it. Maybe you and another mom can switch time off where she can take the kids one day so you get some time to yourself and then you take her kids and you she gets some time to herself to work on her goals or just to have some quiet time in the house. There are definitely days where like, I just need to sit on my couch and I'll like go a week walking back and forth through my home and I'll look at the couch and I'll be like, when was the last time I actually like sat and didn't do anything. And then I'm like, I just need some couch time. Sometimes you just do. You just need some quiet time with the kids outside of the house. Kick them out, play on the playset, and then you just lounge on the couch. I know I'm a lot of what I'm saying is like geared towards moms, but I am a mom. I mean, this is all applicable to working dads too. Please don't take offense to me. Just speaking straight to the moms out there. Some other things that I've learned... Throughout these last nine years, God, I've been a mom for almost a decade. That's crazy. Some other things that I've learned that maybe you could take some insight from, I guess, are like ways that I've been able to find pockets in the day where if the kids are home, I can actually work. Just like with everything I've said earlier in the episode, there are seasons to this. So when the kids were little and my business was new, I wasn't working every single day full time. I would be working like here and there a couple hours a day and I was able to fit my work time into those periods where the kids were napping or I could just get up early and then I could get the work knocked out before they were awake for the day. But as my business demanded more of my time in order to get my projects and tasks done, Like I had said, I put the kids in daycare some days a week, but there were still days where I needed to work when the kids were home with me. So there were a couple things that I did to help give myself that time. And a lot of it involves being clear with expectations. As the kids got older, I could give them expectations. Just today, for example, I told them, okay, I have to go into the office and do a video. I'll be in here for a little bit. You guys can color or you can watch a show or you can play outside. But I said, I am going into work. I had a clear space in the office. The kids know that that's where mom works. They have a vague idea of what work is. They see me at the computer. (laughs) But if you're somebody who is working from your dining room table or something like that, just kind of help give your kids that expectation of when mom is sitting here or when dad is sitting here and I am on my computer or I am doing XYZ, I am at work. I might be here in the home, but I am at work. When the kids are younger, they have a really hard time understanding that. But as they get older, it's a little easier to have those expectations and those boundaries set. Another place where you can put expectations into place are with your clients your coworkers, or your boss so if you are working from home in the setting where you are still employed by someone else but you're working remotely it's okay, I think. I mean, you have to measure your relationship with your coworkers and your boss, but I think it's okay to have those straight up conversations. I mean, in 2020, so many people are remotely working now, and a lot of workplaces are shifting and making adaptations for those 21st century technological advancements we have that kind of came to a head this year. I think it's all right to have those conversations with your boss or your coworkers and say, hey, we've been doing this work from home thing for a while. I just want to have a conversation about what's easy about it and maybe ways we could make improvements. I think that's totally called for. If you are working from home in a position where you are the boss, I think it's okay to set some expectations with your customers and clients and let them know that you are still trying to not only work, but you're trying to navigate the family life thing too, if that is part of your daily life and your daily schedule. For example, when I started Molly Knuth Media, I made it known with my clients. And you guys, we're here talking about like small town, small businesses, right? So the clients who employ me, they know me as Molly of Molly Knuth Media, but they also know me as, oh, Molly, she babysat my kids when she was in high school. Oh, there's Molly. I served on a committee with her a couple of years ago. Oh, there's Molly. I remember her when she was in the play in high school. So like they know me in a lot of contexts, which I am totally expecting that you have that in your small towns too. When I was employed by these clients, they knew I had kids at home and they knew that as I built this business, I made it a priority to tell them, hey, these are my hours. This is where I'm going to be available, where I'm not going to be available because this is when the kids are home. This memory really sticks out in my mind. When my business was new and my baby was little, my youngest, I remember going to a meeting at my new client and they, we were sitting in their conference room. I thought the baby was going to sleep through it. I didn't have daycare that day. Of course, he woke up in the middle of the meeting and I was just like trying to make him happy and trying to like, he wouldn't take a pacifier. I was just trying to calm him down. And the head of the company was like, oh, let me hold him for a little bit. And so like in my memory, if I'm thinking back to like the beginnings of my job, I'll never be able to separate my family and my business because I made sure that I was building them at the same time and I never made it a secret or I never tried to separate them too much. And when I think about that, I think of that client bouncing my three-month-old baby on his knee while we're sitting and talking about their marketing plan. And it's just boggles my mind. That person is still a client today and my son is now four years old, almost. And it kind of illustrates how I wanted to be able to build a business that didn't pretend like I had all the time in the day to to devote to work. I wanted to make sure that people knew I was a mom and a family first kind of corporation. I'm not even a corporation. I'm just an LLC. I just didn't want to make it where it had to be one or the other. I wanted it to be both. And I think a lot of times we do put that stress on ourselves to work like we don't have a family to raise or to raise a family in a way that we don't have work expectations. We want to be able to say yes to all the things, but we have to admit that we are multifaceted and we're trying to do so many of these roles all at the same time. And it's totally okay to feel overwhelmed by all that, but you also want to bring those pieces together in a way, I think. And that's when I can really do that is when I see the most joy and the most fulfillment in being a small business owner, entrepreneur, and mom all at the same time. It really makes me proud when I can take the kids to places where my clients are and say, hey, mom works with these people. Or like we just had a co-working space open up in my hometown. And I brought the kids in after school one day and I got to show them mom's new office. And it's not really my new office. I'm sharing it with a bunch of other people. But the kids were so excited for me. They're like, wow, mom, this is so cool. And they were like so proud. And it was so fun to show them that. And I didn't want to separate work from the kids or the kids from work. It's all together. And I know that can be really chaotic. And for me, that is super chaotic on those days where I have a full to-do list. But also on those days where I have a full to-do list and the kids are at home, I don't shy away from the screens. I'm like, the TV, great. PlayStation, go for it and play. iPad, we have one. We never usually get it out unless it's these kind of days where it's an emergency and I need the kids to be distracted. So we'll get the iPad out. I also, a little like pro tip, We have a toy room and it's like usually a mess but a couple times a year I go through it. I sort out the toys. I put like into tote boxes toys of the same category. So we've got like the Paw Patrol toys in one tote bin. We've got the Barbie dolls in one tote bin. We've got like the action figure guys in a small tote. We've got the farm toys, the Daniel Tiger toys. I separate all these out and then we have a locked It's called the locked room at our house. It's just like a bathroom with a locked door and then I just put everything in there when it's all sorted out and the kids can only get out a little bit at a time. So on those days where I do need the kids to be like occupied so I can go get other things done, I pull out a couple of those bins from the locked room that they haven't seen in a few weeks and it really will occupy their time and attention. I also found that In the toy room, the kids play so much better when it's organized. So if the basement toy room is a cluttered mess, like it is at this moment as I'm speaking to you, they tend to come upstairs, play in my kitchen, play in the living room, play in their bedrooms. But when it's clean downstairs and things are organized, they will play down there for hours. And that's when I can get work done. So if, you know, pro tip, if you're trying to find time in your day with the kids at home, Don't shame yourself for giving them technology. It's okay to give them screen time sometimes. And maybe just try separating the toys out, putting some away so that when you bring them out, it feels like they just had Christmas and it's a whole bunch of new toys. Try to find ways that your kids will play, like play, occupy themselves so you can get those little pockets of time in your day to work and focus on what you need to focus on. Not that your work time is going to be uninterrupted, but It might just give you that little bit of time to get focused on what you need to get done. Okay, so to recap, I have no tried and true hard answers. (laughs) I feel like I've just rambled for 30 minutes, but being a mom for what I kind of just outed myself as almost a decade, I've been a mother and a business owner for four years of that time, I've learned a few things along the way. First, life is going to be seasonal. There are going to be times where kids and family demand more of your time, and there are going to be other times where work demands more of your time. Don't guilt yourself too much. I know it's so hard and I'm just as guilty of that as anyone else, but it's always going to be a balance and just a game of trying to find a perfect fit for you in that season of life. You just got to give yourself a little grace as you try to manage and maneuver that. Keep lines of communication open with your spouse or your partner, with your kids, with your boss or your coworkers, with your clients if you are the boss, with your team if you are the boss. Try to keep everybody just like in communication, clearly understanding where you're at, what's on your plate, and how things are going, not only at work, but also you can clue them into where, how things are going at home. For example, just this last couple of weeks, when I did get that COVID diagnosis, not diagnosis, when that positive test result came back, I did send out an email shortly thereafter to my, all my clients. Not to just be like, hey, I got COVID, feel bad for me, I'm not going to get your work done, but in a manner to be like, hey, I've got a team behind me, we will get everything done." But I also have a house full of children here who I have to homeschool, and I may need your grace in turnaround time. So it's not that I keep these two things separate, like I said earlier. I try to make it so that my business is a family business, also a family based business, a small town based business. My clients and my customers and my followers, even just on social media, know that I am maneuvering both. And I don't guilt myself into that all the time. I don't try to make it a secret when I'm floundering. I don't try to like give myself all the kudos on those days where I feel like I did do really well. I just know that it's always going to be a balance. There will be good days. There will be bad days. There will be seasons of busy work. There will be seasons of busy family and it's just always going to be a flow and just do the best that you can. So I hope that some of these anecdotes and little bits and pieces of clarity were helpful. I still don't feel like an expert by any means in business or in motherhood, but I have learned a few things and I hope I shared some of those little gems with you today. If at any time you have questions or you want to know more about any of this, I'm an open book. Just send me a DM over at Podcast on Instagram, send me a PM at Podcast on Facebook, or just head over to the website and send us an email. I love getting listener requests and I look forward to even more episodes with you in the near future. So take care, share this with others that you think it will be helpful. Take small steps today that will lead to big impact in the future. Bye-bye, everybody. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of the Small Minded Podcast, the place on the internet where we celebrate small towns, small businesses, and the people who love them. If you enjoyed this episode, we would be forever grateful to have a review of your experience over on iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you tuned in today. And as always, we welcome you sharing this podcast with your friends and family on social. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at smallmindedpodcast or at media.com slash podcast. Please go out, make today a good one, take a small step towards a bigger impact. Here's to a life well-lived, being small-minded.